Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. This is Carla Unseth with Building a Bridge to God's Word, and um, today I am here with a fellow translator, a colleague from Pioneer Bible Translators, Steve Hagmeyer. So welcome, Steve. Good to be here. And um, Steve and I have been working together for the past few days, working on some spelling issues for the language that he's working with. Tell us a little bit about yourself about how you ended up in Africa and working with the Kona language? Well, I was in ministry, in uh, campus ministry, and I did that for about seven years. And you have a family. Mm-hmm. My wife, Alicia, and our four kids. Uh, so I was doing stateside ministry and really felt like that was where God wanted me, and uh, I reached a point where I felt like God was leading us to work in a cross-cultural situation overseas. And I had always heard about uh, PBT, Bible translation, and um, thought that was a really neat thing. And I thought, wow, that'd be really neat to be a part of and to help. But I never thought of myself as a, as a Bible translator. But uh, through a process of prayer and just talking with people, I found that I could serve uh, kind of in a support role by doing community development, you know, digging wells, uh, addressing community health issues and, and sharing the gospel at the same time. And so we saw Pioneer Bible Translators as a great fit to go and be a support. You know, I thought mm-hmm. Bible translation is something I want to be behind and support. I just didn't see it as something that I would be doing. But yeah. uh, God has other plans, and uh, through just a series of events, the, the translator that was on the project that we were partnering with unable to continue. And uh, so now I'm in that role trying to fill that gap right now. So it was a little bit of a change for you. You went thinking community development, and now you're doing this translation. Right, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a major shift. What made you stay? Why didn't you choose a different location or even come back to the U.S.? Um, you know, it was something that we prayed about. We didn't. We didn't feel it was by accident that, that we'd actually gotten to Africa. You know, I mean, we, we felt like this was the direction that God was leading us. And when we, when we arrived in West Africa, you know, first thing that happened was the Ebola crisis. Second was the translator uh, not being able to return to the work. Just through uh, those obstacles, we, my wife and I prayed. And uh, one of the things that came to me in a prayer time was a song. The phrase that came to my mind was, though none go with me, still I will follow. And it was that and just a number of other things that we just felt like, no matter what, we needed to go to the Kono people. And though we had anticipated doing one thing, what God may really want us to be doing is, is different. And we were coming to obstacles that some could perceive as a closed door. and I maybe just in my stubbornness refuse to believe that just because a door is closed that that's not the direction that you're still supposed to go. And God says, you know, ask, seek, and knock. And I felt like we had a closed door 
but I needed to stay the course and, and knock. Um, and it was through knocking that God just opened up a way for us to actually move and, and live among the Kono and, and to then continue the translation work. It's also after you spend time with people and you work with people through language learning and just you know developing those initial relationships for Bible translation, right. it's really difficult then to say, you know, wow, I can't, mm-hmm. can't continue this. So really it was just God working in, in our lives to show us that you know, this is the direction that we needed to go. Yeah, okay, and so you're there, and you've been there for how long? We have been uh, in West Africa for three years. Not all of that time because of a number of uh, barriers. There was a, a crisis with Ebola that prevented us from living among the Kono people. So I've, I've only been really working on the project uh, for about a year and a half. Tell us a little bit about the Kono Church. Are there believers among the Kono, and what is that like? Well, the Kono people have been asking for Bible translators since the early 90s, and the Christians among the Kono people have a strong desire for God's Word, and they believe that God's Word is what is going to open up the door for them to reach the rest of the Kono people. We have about it's less than 2% evangelical Christians among the wow. Kono people. Uh-huh. And the church for years since uh, Christianity came to the region in the 1950s has been heavily persecuted. The persecution has simmered down quite a bit, and there are open doors, but the only Bible that people have access to is French. And the yeah. level of education is so low in the villages that most people don't understand it. Yeah. So they need God's Word. Yeah. Uh, Where are you then in the translation process? Well, I mean, you know, early on, you don't you don't just jump into translation. You have to learn the language and uh, you know figure out what what it is that they're saying, um, and then how things actually work. So before you can even think translation, you've really got to be understanding what's going on in the language. And so the Understanding how languages in general work, understanding linguistics is a huge help. Um, there was a missionary that worked among the Kono people in the 90s, and, and his response or his thoughts in terms of language learning, he said it was impossible to learn Kono. And, oh, wow. um, <laughs> but I think a lot of that has to do that he, he lacked the, the training okay. or uh, the tools that we have uh, you know, available through mm-hmm. linguistics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I certainly have felt that at times, but when I'm able to talk to someone like you, uh, it's, a, it's a really big help. So mm-hmm. so that was the first part, is just doing language learning. So I have done a little bit of translation, but most of that has been um, just in working with people to see where their giftedness is, is this something that they could do, um, and, and really that's what they want. The Christians want a Bible. They've wanted a Bible mm-hmm. for years. So there's a lot of lot of drive, a lot of desire there. Yeah. Yeah, so we've talked a little bit on this podcast about the process of translation. So you're still in kind of that beginning phase where you're doing the linguistics, you're building relationships with people mm-hmm. in order to find people who will be able to work with you right. to do the drafting. Mm-hmm. But you have been able to start with some, at least, Bible stories. So... I haven't done a lot, but we have done some preliminary Bible translation just to test with some folks to see where they're at. 
some pastors and, and different people and uh, also through the work of uh, this transcription transcribing these audios and things like that I can remember one audio that we were transcribing we came across the word Bamu and uh, this is the word I asked well, what does this mean it was a word in, in referring to Jesus and they said well that's Savior and so you know I went you know, went home that day thinking, mm -hmm. wow, that's pretty neat. I just learned the word for Savior. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a couple months later uh, when uh, I was being thanked um, by Marcel, a friend of mine. He was thanking me uh, for being his mother's Savior. Uh -huh. And I thought, uh -oh. well, you know, here you have a word Savior uh, that they call Jesus. And and they're using this. So what's going on here? Is this a figurative use that you can use this word for, for God Almighty, and you can use mm -hmm. this word for, you know, simple missionary like me? And what he was saying is, um, um, I was taking care of his mother. I was taking his mother, who was really sick, to a clinic and making sure she had medicine and things like that. And uh, when I started asking him, well, what do you really mean by this word? And he really took time to think about it. And he said, well, we would use it. I guess like you would use the word doctor or healer. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's a good word for Jesus, a healer, uh -huh. but that's not savior. Right. And so um, I went from there and I started talking to Marcel saying, well, you know, I'm just throwing out ideas, well, liberation, deliverance, you know, being, being imprisoned, but then somebody freeing you, you know, being trapped by sin or the idea that you're you're in a dangerous situation and you're about to die, but somebody grabs you and pulls you out of that situation, and and you could just tell uh, that Marcel the wheels were spinning and he's sinking through that, and he said, "We have a word for that, and it's umabomu." Okay. And I love saying Kono words uh, because nobody corrects me here in America. <laughs> Everyone thinks, "Wow, he knows Kono," uh, but. Uh, Anyway, if you break the word up, it, it, it means um, head, that's mu, ma is a postposition, uh, bo means your print or your place, so like if you're walking through the forest and you leave your footprints, that's bo, uh, and mu is uh, the, the person who does. And so when you understand that word uh, together, what you're getting is, is, is the person who um, is in my place. So that's what the head is, is your place, it's your head, it's your person. So it's a figurative word, but it's basically saying the person who took my place. Mm. And that's a savior. Uh -huh. And the Kono people need to understand that that's what Jesus did, mm -hmm. that he took their place on the cross. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. I'm just blown away by that story. And just to think that the Kono have a word that so clearly conveys that concept is just amazing. And then also thinking about um, when they come to the realization that that's Jesus that fulfills the meaning of that word. That's just amazing to think about. So thanks for sharing that. Talk a little bit about uh, why why you're here in Wisconsin with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, um, most of what we've been doing has been based on 
what I would say is the phonetic alphabet. That's really, each sound has a symbol and that's what you use, but mm -hmm. what actually makes a letter? And that's kind of a linguistic thing mm -hmm. and I needed some expertise. You know, West African languages are just nothing like English. And so mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to write it. So we're basically trying to establish spelling rules so that we can be consistent when we do write it. Mm -hmm. And then I have a number of questions about grammar um, and how to understand it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the literature that I have access to is very academic, linguistic. Right. And right. because that's not my background, I have right. a lot of questions. Yeah. I need a translator for <laughs> these linguistic papers. Right. So. <laughs> so, yeah, so our main goal was kind of to write this alphabet. So as you've been going through Kono, um, you've been using this universal phonetic alphabet, but they, the Kono doesn't actually have an alphabet, so that was one of our main goals. Right, and we had kind of what we thought was a Kono alphabet, but I didn't feel comfortable saying this is it until I had somebody look at right. it that okay. could put their stamp of approval. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, you know, that's a big thing to be able to come uh -huh. away from our meetings to say this is our alphabet, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, these are our rules. This is how we're going to write these words. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's huge. Well, I'm glad I can help with it. And for those of you listening, this is the kind of work that I will be doing more of as I go further with Pioneer Bible Translators. Thanks so much for being here and for sharing a little bit about your ministry with us. And um, if anybody is interested in hearing more about Kono, about the work that Steve and his family are doing, you can contact me at my website, which is www.bridgetogodsword.org, and I will get you in contact with Steve. So thanks so much for being here. All right, thank you. Uh -huh.